The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see the sky opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, great, uh, great, powerful gospel. Again, uh, being in this uh, time, uh, the, the weekdays before Epiphany, uh, we are preparing for uh, the revelation of God as man. And here we have this, uh, this great passage uh, that speaks so eloquently of the coming together of God and man in and as Christ Jesus. Uh, we, I, we, we might not uh, get it at, at first glance, of course. Um, we see this, this image that Jesus uses, the angels of God ascending and descending, and uh, we're supposed to have, I think, in our minds, uh, at least the, the resonance of uh, Jacob's ladder, where the, the ladder was planted, where he was, with the Lord standing uh, beside him, and he could see the angels of God ascending and, and descending on the ladder. And the, the image is supposed to be one uh, that, um, that pushes uh, Jacob into not only this, uh, this uh, close relationship with, with the Lord and, and the guarantee of his, his presence with him to defend him and guarantee his, his prosperity and the safe return to his homeland, uh, but also that, um, that he, was, he was witnessing uh, himself the coming together of, of heaven and earth. And this is like the, um, uh, the, the very primitive temple. It's a very primitive kind of temple image where we see the coming together of God and man or, or the realms of, of heaven and earth being stitched together. Or perhaps even, for me, a bit better because, of course, it's a little more aggressive where, where the life of heaven is infiltrating the earth. Yeah, the, the, the tying together of those two realms is so that the life of heaven floods the earth. So we, ha so we have that, that image in mind when Jesus uses the angels of God ascending and descending, and yet where? The angels of God are ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And he is the Son of Man. Right, so although uh, we see this remarkable uh, uh, turn of events, uh, right, where, um, where we have Nathaniel ridiculing anything that would that would happen in the, in the in the little town up the street yeah like anything nothing good can come from nazareth come on let's let's get real about this nothing good can come out of that town and how quickly he turns around to say rabbi you are the son of god 
you're the king of Israel. And there's something, there's something comical in that, right? There's this kind of like, you, because, precisely because we're observers from the outside, there's something that's kind of comical about that. It's like, who is this guy, right, kind of stuck in the mud, um, disgruntled, whatever, like, is, uh, and uh, so caught up in the, the rivalries of the, these petty rivalries of small towns and whatever, all of a sudden to be caught up in the, in the grand narrative of God and say, wow, yeah, like, I'm, I'm actually, like, really plugged in on this thing, and, and he's the one who, who, gets to, who, get, who gets to say first, right, what it, what it is, uh, say out loud and, and in this exclamatory uh, manner, uh, what uh, what John has what John has been endeavoring to show us all along. He's so he ends up being Nathaniel ends up you know moving uh, moving the chains more than uh, more than the rest, even though he had been the stick in the mud, right? So here this is this then is the um, what what do we have here? There's more. I should say there's more because it's comic from the outside, but from the inside is it's beautiful. Is it's and it's it's remarkable. Uh, so remarkable that it makes it into the page of the gospel. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, this is a superfluous preaching. Yeah, no, this is it, right? What do we see? Jesus, Jesus reveals what the quality is. There is no duplicity in him. You could hear a pin drop in here. Do you know, I, and I don't know if you edit. Now, that's for me. I don't know if, I don't know if, you, if you can internalize that. It's a, there's a challenge. There's no duplicity in him. Which means that he's able to, when the, when the plan of God is revealed to him, he's able to give himself to it whole and entire. What holds us back in our discipleship? Very often it's duplicity. And if it's, if it's not duplicity, it's things like hedging our bets. Oh, I, yeah, I'll go all, uh, you know. What, what, is, what, what is this uh, statement here? You are the son of God, you're the king of Israel. To me, that sounds like all in. Yeah, I'm a betting man. I'm not going to get into it, but I'm a betting man. I like to go all in. I like the thrill of, of throwing everything in, right? I love that. You know me as a man of extremes. So this is not a surprise to you, okay? But this is it. This is what we're seeing. There is no duplicity in him. He's not holding back. He's not keeping something in reserve. He's not hedging his bets. All in. All in on Jesus. This is the point. All in on Jesus. This is what matters, our challenge is that you know when we look at when we look at duplicity or hedging our bets or whatever, there's a lot of stuff going on there inside of us. I think very often fear, and I'm reminded of it because we read from Saint John in these in these days, right? That the first readings that we've had, we're reading from Saint John. He's talking about love, and we know that he that he says also, um, perfect love casts out fear. So he Saint John knows what he's up against as well. And he knows that that very often that that duplicity in us that that discomfort that that um, that has us disengage from the reality that's in front of us, whether it's in distraction or addiction or something like so we're running we're fleeing the scene. Right? This is this is very often the uh, the cause of duplicity in us, fear. We can't we can't stay there in the moment. It's too uncomfortable. It's too uncomfortable. But what is it that will conquer that? It's not, it's, it's not you know, a, a, a renewed, fo- it's not necessarily like a renewed focus of mind, like, okay, like I see what's going on, I'm just going to drive my way through it. it what's going to get us there is actually being in relationship with Christ Jesus. That's what's going to get us there. And there's all kinds of things to say here about the fact that we're, 
we're social animals. We're made for relationship. And also the fact that our relationships fall short of what they need to be. All of them do. Hopefully not all of them, but all, all, you know, all of them do. Outside of the relationship that we have with Christ Jesus, which falls short only because we're falling short, there, we don't have relationships that are, that are as, they, as they ought to be. But we do have that relationship with Christ Jesus. We do find in him uh, the, the love that we need to be nourished and, and to grow and to be strengthened and rest. So we, he, he has to be at the very center. And that relationship of love has to dominate everything. Yeah, we're, we're go, I said, what did I say? We're going all in. And I said, I'm a betting man. But this is, there's no bet here. There's no bet here. The only thing that makes sense when we come in contact with Christ Jesus and we come to experience the love that he has for us is to go all in on him. That's the, that's the easy bet. To be hedging our bets the other way would be to be taking long odds on something else. Like, you know, we're going to make, I don't know, I won't want to get into it. It's an easy bet to go in on It's easy bets going on on Jesus. It's the un- You know it, okay. You know it. the re- The revelation of the revelation of God as man, right? The, why is it so important that you know we're focused on this? Jesus at the center, the angels of God ascending and descending, the coming together of heaven and earth, the revelation of God as man. It's it happens not only in Christ Jesus; it's also in and through His faithful followers. So then, it's ours to be drawn by Him. Right? To, be, to be attracted by the power of, of his own life of love, to be drawn into relationship with him, restorative, renewing relationship with him, so that we can be reflections of his generous love to the world. My friends, we know, I, I, well, I don't know. We, we should know. We should know our own brokenness. We should know our own need, the fact that we need to be in this relationship with Christ Jesus. And we can be, you know, um, Beyond, beyond our imagination, we, could be, we can be um, tremendously thankful for the fact that God has called us into that relationship, that Jesus has come to call us into that relationship, that he's, that he's come to give us life. He's come to flood our, our hearts and our lives with his love so that we can overcome fear wherever it, wherever it is, in, in, the, in the dark recesses of our hearts and, and in our lives and the rest. We can be immeasurably Grateful, thankful for that. What about the world? What about the world? Those who do not know him. Or do not know him with the intimacy that you know him. That's the point. We we are to reflect. We are to embody that generous love. That generous self-giving love to everyone we encounter. This is what it means to, to draw all peoples into salvation. This is what it means to, to have God reveal himself in the human scene. What, is it, what does it mean that he reveal himself to the Magi? What, is it, what does it mean that he shows himself to be Messiah? If we're not going to live that way, if we're not, if we're not going to prioritize that relationship, if we're not going to turn over our hearts and lives to him, and, and with, the pow- with the power that he breathes into us, live in his service with everything we've got. 
That's the point. That's where we are. And that's why we make, you know, day in, day out, why we make this offering to him. Why we, why we, why we come to Jesus, who is the new temple and who is the, the, uh, the focal point of, of our prayer. He's the focal point of our love. We come to him in order that he might offer us, right? We might be caught up in his perfect offering of praise, of thanksgiving to the Father, and that we might then in return receive from him his own life of love that we are to bring to life uh, wherever it is he sends us in obedience to, to his call, always reflecting uh, his, his radical generosity.